finished after that quick break. Well, let's get right back into the action on Family First Paranormal Podcast. Today is part two of podcast number two. The team will be talking about the Grover Allen House in Ontario, California, and the Loch Ness Monster. Remember, if you want to contact the team, you can do so by going to www.familyfirstparanormal.com or you can email the team at familyfirstparanormal at gmail.com. So, this is where I leave you. Let's eavesdrop once again on Larry, Paula, and Carl of Family First Paranormal. Okay, um, let's go uh, actually like 10 miles away in Ontario uh, to the historic Olive House. Um, Here's some history. The Olive House um, is from the world's famous Garber Olives. Um, It's produced there and it's been there since 1894. Um, We investigated this uh, with a really cool team called Spirit Paranormal and you can find their link in our link site on our website and we actually got asked to investigate it with them and um, they're a really you know great group they do things a little different than we do not saying that that's wrong or bad it's just everybody has their own take on this and uh, I thought if someone needed help we would definitely shoot stuff their way you know if we can get to it and um yeah, just thank you guys if you're listening to this for inviting us down there. Um, Larry, what did uh, you think about the location and uh, your thoughts? I thought it was an excellent opportunity to kind of work with other paranormal teams. And, I mean, we have the Spirit Paranormal, but I think the Darklands uh, oh, Paranormal yeah. team was there as well. Yeah, they ran it. And they kind of ran the, the tour thing. So, I mean, to work with the other people or paranormal teams within Southern California, I thought that was a really good experience to watch kind of how uh, they approach things, you know, versus what our our expertise is. I thought, uh, you know, it was nice for Darklands to share their uh, personal experiences. (laughs) They kind of got the history of the house and all of that stuff, but on the tour they were kind of saying what their personal experiences were as a as well, but I guess they're kind of the premier uh, paranormal team for the Olive House. Yeah, the way I understand it, and I mean, a couple of them actually grew up in the area, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that insight was uh, was good. Uh, I, I think it was definitely a worthwhile investigation. I think it was a little hard because we had kind of multiple teams there, and sometimes yeah. you get cross. Contamination. Yeah, in other words, because somebody's looking at something, you're banging around down here, they think it might be in there. So that was kind of a a down thing. I think a little smaller team, you know, and and I think Spirit Paranormal did a really good job of trying to coordinate and balance you going with different areas and stuff. Uh, But I think that was kind of a downside uh, uh, to it. Of course. But I think it was really great people, really nice. I mean, uh, it was interesting. I mean, I think that was the first time I've ever heard of the, uh, what do they call it, an object trigger expert or something. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. But I mean, you get the logic of it. And of course. What that is is basically 
somebody that kind of researches the place and then tries to identify items that might draw the interest of the spirit. So it maybe if it's like a, uh, a child or something, you might have toys or something like that set up. Yeah, we like, do that. We just don't have any for it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, think, you know, I think that's a good aspect. Maybe that's something that we can do more of as far yeah. as investigating when we're talking about the, uh, the spirits and that stuff. Uh, and I think with that, I mean, we got some very interesting uh, <laughs> photographs, yeah. you know, of that stuff. Uh, that I think, you know, Carl will probably talk about more, but there's definitely some discussions, and we're already getting some feedback, I think, on some of that, yeah, uh, that stuff, because there was, I mean, it's, it's things that we really haven't seen before, especially I think the one almost looks like the person with an energy almost kind of coming through their it's spine like a type of thing or something. Or something. Yeah, because uh, I think that was real interesting, but I think the overall experience. Uh, I enjoyed it was good and you definitely have different approaches with different teams. I thought yeah. that was real real good. Only uh like I say downside thing is I think that we tended I think we inadvertently affected somebody that was on the other side of the wall doing yes. their investigations because we're out there with flashlights and uh uh yeah and stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, with with us we like to investigate but also we like to have fun. We're family. We know each other. We know what we're gonna think. We, it, we like to have fun doing it. We think it's like the thrill of life of a lifetime to investigate a place. And, and they were really cool yeah. about us going off on our own too. Yeah. That was the thing. They kind of had two major groups and then one or two little smaller groups. So it was I, pretty nice. I would actually love to investigate that place, um, but with us inviting him and a couple of his team that he chooses to come along, like maybe three people, and we do a full setup. Uh -huh. And we show him, hey, this is how we like to do it. Um, and, you know. I would actually like to see maybe, or and compare some of the results, some of the things that they might have caught, because right. we haven't had that opportunity, but maybe that's something we can contact them in the future and say, you know, yeah. here's kind of what we got. You know, yeah, and he was interested, to interested in coming with us on a time, too, because you can kind of learn things from each other. Like yeah, no, say. I think it's always great when you can do mutual investigations out there. And I think, you know, at some point, maybe we, you know, the people that are helping us out of there and part of the, you know, uh, yeah. the member team, that maybe we start looking at, at an opportunity to bring one or two of them down and be... Of course. Or maybe we even start looking at filming. Because a lot of things we'll do is we put on there what we find, but we really don't necessarily videotape how we approach the behind the right. yeah. I mean, maybe that's a, something well, that we can look at doing if that's something they're interested in is saying, right. you know, we're coming in and here's the setups and here's why we're doing it and here's because out of all the stuff that we get, it's a very small percentage that we're really ever <laughs> getting hit. You know, I mean, people yeah. think, well, they take five pictures and look at what they got. No, like right. Carl says, it's hours, hours and hours, hours and hours <laughs> and you've got four four pictures and an easy you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm surprised we find stuff almost every place. Well, besides Calico, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> well, I I Calico. But you know, I mean, that was a fun day. Yeah, I, I did come in contact with an old miner, but that's another story. That's another. Story. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, it was a drunk old miner. Yeah, it was. That, that's the. Yeah, just, but that just, was a fun thing, yeah. Just so you guys know, the same time that we went to the Harvey house in Barstow, earlier that day we went to Calico. We just thought that it would be cool for you guys to see a whole bunch of
pictures and stuff up of Calico, and it's not like we can do an investigation there, but we took photos, and you guys can see it, and that's on our website. And, and we just kind of kidded around, like getting in the, yeah. co the coffin that was up at the wall and that kind of thing, just a <laughs> family fun day. Yeah. But if you want to attract spears, you want to attract the fun ones. That's why yeah. <laughs> um, Let's see. Uh, going back to the Olive House, uh, Paula, what did you uh, see, hear, your thoughts on everything? Um, I'm going to ask you a question right after this, and uh, yeah, it might uh, affect another team, but oh well. <laughs> well, I don't mind hearing people's opinions and things that they do too, but um, overall, I really liked the place. It's really old-fashioned, and it was very interesting because I had never been, you know, like they had that bat room. There was a lot of things that were very interesting. There was one path or hallway that I felt that there seemed to be some activity in, and I think they even said that too, that there's, but one thing I kept running into was a young girl who seemed to be following two boys around that wanted to play, you know, the typical little, oh, go away, you're a girl, or you're a little sister, whatever, but nobody else seemed to pick up anything on that, but it was pretty strong, and I think the time period, I don't think girls were allowed to play that much with the boys, or it's just that she's younger, typical thing, but so nobody really seemed to pick up on that. Um, we did have a presence in the, uh, what they call the bat room. I don't remember exactly what it did with the, but hundreds of these bats, and it was um, <clears throat> very dark in there. And I did run into a, a, a spirit or person that, um, he seemed to be on the run. He, he was running away from something. I think it was before that that was built there. And he seems to have gotten a nickname of the creeper, yeah, or something, creeper. yeah, something like that, which he detests to no end. And <laughs> I believe the other team even said they were aware he didn't like it, but they, I believe they nicknamed him because he, they said he kind of creeps around. Well, he actually was kind of on the run and hiding from whatever he was running from. It was so long ago, but he's he's not a creep. <laughs> Creeping like that, you know, <laughs> kind of, I think, like hiding the, and running and reliving whatever that situation was in life. But he's adamant enough to say that he, that's not what he is, and he does not want to be called that. And um, <laughs> I was getting a piece of a name, and if it comes through the rest of the way, then I will say his name. We'll post his name on the site, his first name. But Creeper is not this, so that was one thing I got very strong. Um, but other than that, like Larry was saying, it was quite a group, and we kind of bumped in and interfered with different things. So uh, we might uh, run into something that somebody else caused. And then, of course, there was a spot that they opened up that was dark and creepy. Remember that room that I went down the hall? It was very dark, and we went and opened the door and looked in there and stuff. And so just to know how we are normal people goofing around, my brother hid. Larry, my brother, hid somewhere. So when I came walking out, of course, he jumped out and yelled. So well, we so are so human. We, and, and I thought, oh. The, the part that she left out is like two yeah. minutes before I actually said, hey, Larry's hiding. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> be careful. <laughs> so apparently, uh, 
Psychic intuitives don't necessarily have good memories. <laughs> well, no, when you're really involved in investigating, but yes, it's true. Carl told me two months before that I was totally out of my head. So, yes, we do around as well, but you have to in this kind of work. That's right. Well, Since we've been about four or five, I think. Right. <laughs> so, for me, I, you know, the one thing that stands out during the, you know, this investigation is Paula goes off and she is in the little museum area and she comes back and she says okay I'm in contact with the little girl but they you know the other team's telling me that you know they've done plenty of research there's no little girls and immediately what came to my mind was in the afterlife what if a little girl was just walking by that you know she's passed away and she says hey look I see other people here at this location Maybe I can play with them or see what's going on. What can she actually do that? Like go to a different location if she sees someone? Can she run run up to them and join in? Like is that something that a little girl can do? Like maybe, you know, a hundred years ago, she died somewhere near there and just walking by and saying, "Hey, look, there's the olive house. I'm gonna go to it." Can she do that? Yeah, I think <laughs> that if she glances or sees an experience that she wants to investigate further, um, you can do that. If it's, if it's on your mind, if you happen to see this, it could have been one of these little boys could have looked like a relative she had, perhaps. And so she's contacting him to say, hey. And I think it's highly possible. There's no time limit there. There's no time really at all as we know it. So I think it's highly possible. So, you know, with me, I just... I I know other people haven't seen your gifts in person, and it, when you come up and you say something, I trust you to the fullest. So I take you know a little offense, like, hey, you need to trust my aunt Paula, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, hey, this is what, I've seen her, you know, do her things. You need to trust her, and we have, you know, not just with my own eyes seen her. We've have footage of stuff going on, like the Whaley House, her getting choked. Hours later in the car, you know, her neck, there's evidence. So stuff like that, you know, I've seen with, with, with my own eyes. We document it, all that stuff, especially with your old house. That was our first experience, and that was the most intense thing that I've ever dealt with in this. And, you know, for people, especially other teams, when they say, like, they're open-minded, this is nothing against anybody. This is just my, my thoughts. You know, you don't rule it out. You could say, oh, well, you know, let's, let's, you know, maybe let's try contacting her. Is there a little girl here? And if meters go off or something, well, why wouldn't you say, okay, a little girl's here, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's just my well, thing. It's nice of you to be protective of me. And everybody does make mistakes. And maybe because through the years I'm accustomed to that, being questioned, being, oh, no, that can't be right. And there's no point in, like, arguing with it with people because it's like, okay, well, you're getting what you get, and I happen to pick up on this, and and then I let it out there, and then I could just go about my business. And like you say, if they don't want to acknowledge that or whatever, that's up to the person dealing with it if they don't want to come in contact with it. I don't ignore what comes to me because I'm out there to help, not to um, discourage, scare people, you know, that kind of thing. So... 
I'm open to what <laughs> happens. And if they had told me something, it would be like, okay, because I might not actually tune into exactly what they are at the time either. Yeah. But it doesn't mean anybody's wrong or right, you know. <laughs> so then uh, let's go into some of the evidence stuff. Um, let's, Larry, right now in front of him, has a photo that I took with um, a Nikon camera. Um, and I had the normal flash on. This is in the museum room there at the Olive House. The museum room's probably, I want to say, like a 15-foot by 15-foot room, so it's not that big. And there's one overhanging light source. And I snapped a photo, and it looks like a lightning bolt sitting on a chair. And it's actually in a L-shaped with the legs going down and it's sitting on a chair. And, uh, you know, I let you guys talk about it and we're going to post everything that you guys say on our website right underneath this photo. And uh, later you can read what a really talented and well-known. Yeah, we had uh, Anna Hill of uh, Angels of Light Paranormal Society. And, uh, you know, she had taken a look at the photo and uh, believes that maybe it was a case of a slow shutter speed on a reflective surface in combination with, uh, you know, movement of the camera. Yeah, of course. Anything. And so, I mean, that's something that we're taking a look at. I mean, some of it is, like I say, I guess maybe com com combined with the movement, you know, might have, uh, you know, some, some validity. I, I've just never seen light kind of curve around something of like course. that with the movement, because if you look at it, it actually goes below the chair. Yeah. The reflection is going in two different directions, but I guess if maybe you're moving the camera. Uh, but, I mean, she was talking about using uh, tripods tripod, and stuff yeah. like that for stability, which is a really good idea, but, you know, as I'm sure she knows, and, and a lot of the people have done the investigation, when you're in a psychic environment, you do have setups, but you don't have a camera every place. Right. So you're always kind of carrying a handheld and this was kind of what that was. Yes. You'd always taken a bunch of pictures. So, but it, it does make it, you know, harder. At least you could have said this was stable. It was on a tripod. Right, and I can't, and I can't so it wasn't that, yeah. So, you know, like I say, but this input is it does give us things to look at and say, you know, how can we do our job better? Of course, so, yeah. I mean, because now this makes me want to, when we're not investigating with other teams where we can actually have time to do things, set down a, ca a tripod before I snap a lot of pictures. But you know? <laughs> to the same thing that we were talking about, is why do you go and do an investigation a second time? You know, yeah. Looking at this, you'd be saying, okay, hey, is this something or is this not? But if you went back a second time, you'd for sure have a video camera on a tripod right. reading us the whole time. And maybe even on that stool, we would have a K2 meter or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. So in other words, usually when we're looking at it, the first investigation to me is always tentatively just a preliminary right. investigation of what you see. And if you're noticing things like this, then that's going to warrant what the second investigation is of and course. your approach is going to change. Of course. Um, the other photos that, uh, speaking of light things, there was one where we're going into the VAT room. Um, I have an IR camera and I'm snapping photos and I'm taking a, a photo Paula is to the left, and then there's another light flare thing that moves, and it's weird because it's with the IR camera, and it 
if you look at the photo and I zoomed in on it on the website for you, um, you can see a face and a mouth opening and the slide is coming out of this guy's mouth. Never seen it before, never seen anything like that before, and uh, it's just odd. I wonder if we had an audio set up if we would have an EVP. You know? It could be that that person was speaking about his name, right. maybe, because he was so adamant about that and perhaps it caught that energy that was coming from him. You know, it's an interesting question. My first question is, can a spirit throw up? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, there's a lot of that coming yeah. out. It, it was weird, yeah. And then the other two photos, it looks like um, something was following us around there. And it definitely... The first one looks like someone sitting, and he's kind of manifesting. His head looks like he's about two feet off of his body, but yet you see his shoulders about two feet down, and it, it's weird. It almost looks like he's wearing a parka or something. And the cool thing is you can see through it, it's not a doctored photo, and the only reason why I say that is because, you know, it looks like someone sitting there and I've never seen something so clear in a photo other than we went to the Whaley house and that was this is definitely <laughs> somebody trying to manifest you because he's his kind of starting to appear so the overall misty shape is there but then it's starting to come in clearer well the face is exact in two different locations mm -hmm. so it's right. almost like they're, mm -hmm. he's following or he's looking for something specific yeah, and that's the other photo, probably about, I would say, what, a good 40 feet away on the other side of the property. We're taking photos of this really cool station wagon thing, and we see this figure that resembles a lot like this guy. And yeah. It was the old olive delivery truck or something. Yeah, it was. It, it was really cool. And um, Yeah, any final thoughts about, like, would you guys want to go back there? Um, anything like that. I'd like to with, I just think, fewer people. I mean, I, it was great that they invited us because we were definitely the add-on things. Yeah. Uh, but now that we, I think, have a little kind of better idea, it would be nice, I think, to go out there and maybe talk. Because I'm really interested in that one lightning bolt picture. I'd love to see a little more, uh, see if we can get anything or either debunk it by trying to do it again or... Right, and if anybody out there is a photographer, like a professional photographer, I can send you the exact photo, um, and then, you know, if you left or right-click on it, you can see the properties, you can see the camera that I used, the flash that I used, everything is, is there, and you guys, please debunk this. I want to... We want to know, so if it comes up next time and someone says, that's not paranormal, we can either go, well, okay, yeah, that's not, or yes, definitely it's something. And with Paula saying that it's something, I, that's where my mind goes. But I think, we, you know, the things that they send in, just like the, the camera movement and all yeah. that, I think that's really helpful for us because we can use that and say, okay, is it this, and then figure out a way of saying, okay, can we repeat it or can we debunk it or, yeah. you know, right. doing that. because. To me, of course, it's not what it is, then we want to prove that, too. We don't yeah. Want to. yeah, we don't want to say a place is haunted, and then right. it's really not. Right. <laughs> so. 
And I would like to, I mean, I kind of would like to see it in the daytime and see like a normal tour, because yeah. it was a very interesting place. But I'd like to compare notes with the other groups, just to see if any of us came up like, perhaps they came up with something similar. You know, it would be interesting to see. Right. Right. Um, so now let's get on to something that uh, is way off our normal subject, and let's talk about the Loch Ness Monster. We'll only talk about it for couple minutes here and I know you guys are probably bored of us in podcast land but um, I got this email and um, it was a Fox News article and it pretty much said Google Maps has spotted the Loch Ness Monster in, uh, and you know they the person that emailed me wanted to be anonymous on the podcast which is cool but he went through and he said he showed me a photo of it, and it literally looks like a photo of, in my mind, the Loch Ness Monster. And I went in and I Googled, or did the Apple Maps, sorry. And, uh, yeah, it really looks like something, and it, it doesn't look like a boat. He actually went through and said, hey, here's what a boat looks like. And all this stuff will be up on our show notes under podcast on our website. And... Um, he said that, you know, the boat's just a couple meters away from this Loch Ness Monster thing. And what was your guys' thoughts on it? And um, and what do you know about the Loch Ness Monster? And, yeah. Well, I think it's always been fascinating because people, there's definitely something out there because every so often somebody comes up with an unusual picture or a video of right. something going on. I'd love to know what it was, and I would think with all of our modern equipment and satellites and all this stuff, that eventually we could prove or see what exactly it is. Like this photo was so interesting, you know, you know that you could see from such a distance something, so you know it's large. I think the thing that makes it hard, though, is like, remember when we were kids, the one photo that they had yeah. for years, <laughs> would look at it, oh my God, how can you deny that that yeah. thing? And you find out that it was a hoax, that it was real, right. and right. then people start doing that. But, you know, the one video that we were watching yes. uh, when we were doing it was actually like a, a boat, and they were actually doing an investigation. Yeah. And right behind them, when the guy's talking at the interview, <laughs> you see that thing, you think, oh, my God, what is that right. thing? It was, because uh, like I say, there's definitely, I think, something mm -hmm. there. And I mean... And it's large. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, large. I, I mean, the depth. Of, of Loch Ness is huge. I mean, that's a very, very large volume of water, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, um, let's see. Uh, there's more water in Loch Ness than all the other lakes in England, Scotland, and Wales put together. So, for me, mm -hmm. hey, it's but huge. Like, yeah. But there's like cave structures or something. Oh, like yeah, yeah. Going by. I mean, so it's not like, okay, well, I ran sonar and I didn't see anything. Right. It, but um, let's see here. Uh, but you wonder what the lifespan of something is that big. In other words, is the you know is what we're seeing <laughs> been there all this time, or is this? Okay. Um, here, here's a, a fact. Uh, it holds uh, six or two hundred sixty-three uh, million cubic feet of water. <laughs> so. Or 64 gallons to a cubic <laughs> foot of water. The surface area, um, 14,000 acres, 
and could hold the population of the world ten times over. When was, I mean, <laughs> like a date of when the first sighting was or when the first uh, I mean, is that? Let's see, the Loch Ness Monster began in 1933. Oh, maybe it's not that old then. Maybe it is the same. <laughs> You're not that old. <laughs> uh, uh, how long did dinosaurs live? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess our age spans up in the 80s now. So well, I the know. only thing that would worry me is maybe this is just the baby because it can fit up to surface and swim yeah. around. Well, they said in Lake Elsinore there's a nasty monster there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we should build a statue and have Bigfoot ride it. <laughs> well, we know not too far away from uh, Lake Elsinore's Nessie Burgers. Yeah, hey. It's the best burger in the world, so, so if anybody know if they're in the area. Yeah, if anybody's listening from Nessie, um, sponsor, you know? <laughs> but also, if anybody else has any really cool pictures of, I mean, it's a fascinating subject. This lo the Loch Ness monster, and obviously there is something there. It would be very interesting. Yeah. Well, and I think it's now too. It's not just about. I mean, mm -hmm. our interests aren't just about the spirit world. Mm -hmm. I mean, we really do right. kind of enjoy any of this uh, stuff that would, yeah, to go out and yeah investigate I mean, and look at. So I mean, if anybody is in around Riverside County, Inland Empire, San Diego, and has anything that's paranormal, that filled does not just mean ghost. Mm -hmm. It means anything. Bigfoot, time portals. Hey, if you're building a time machine, let us know. <laughs> we'll validate your experience. Yes. You know, we like interesting people, and um, if you email us, just, uh, you know, you'll get a response right away, an auto response, but give us some time, and we'll get back to you. Um, we do have families, and... Uh, but we like doing this, and we try to get out and do a couple things a month. So, yeah, any uh, last thoughts or anything that you guys want to say? The podcast now is about an hour and four minutes, oh, so okay. if anybody's <laughs> listening to this, thank you. <laughs> well, maybe we'll cut it into two at least. Yeah, yeah like we that. can do that. Well, you can yeah. cut out my ectoplasm throwing up. <laughs> Yeah, any unusual experiences, we like to hear about them. And also, if there was obviously something that's a very big emergency, you know, flag it that way so we can get to it. Right. And, so. of course, if you're around us or anything, even if you're in a business or something and you want us to come out and check it out, we'll more than gladly, too. Um, a house, old house, that's over 100 years old. Even if you don't think you're experiencing activity and would want us to come out and just Check it out. We would love to. Yeah, we'll provide you with copies of anything that we find. Of course. Mm -hmm. that yeah, and you, well. even if we do, um, you know, private investigations, too, that we won't post anything. And, you know, even if you say, oh, you can post this, but don't give my name, address, we do all that stuff. So, you know, I guess that's pretty much it. We're uh, mm -hmm. podcasting from Paula's house. And uh, if you heard a dog bark during it or anything like that. It was a live dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. Thank you guys for listening. And Thanks. We'll see you next time. Yep. Yep. Thank you. Bye. So that wraps up another edition of Family First Paranormal Radio. Remember, subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a good review. Let us know how we're doing. That would be great. And 
Today's music is brought to you by none other than White Collar Sideshow. You can pick yourself up a bit of swag at their website at whitecollarsideshow.com. You can find them on iTunes. Just search them. I mean, it's not that hard to find this band. I think they just wrapped up a European tour. Well, that's all for now. Until next time, keep it paranormal!